Hey, kinksters. I'm pleased to say that Sophia Gray has got the perfect gift for you, our favorite friends of the podcast. Starting in March, use the promo code SGSHOW at checkout for 10% off all seller memberships and buyer coins packages on sophiagray.com. That's S-G-S-H-O-W. Thanks so much for listening. And now on with the show. The Sophia Gray Show. <laughs> <sighs> Hello, listeners and kinky friends. Welcome to the Sophia Gray Show, where we discuss all things sex, kinks, and fetishes. From the sex stories to the latest trends in the erotic world, we talk taboo transparently. This podcast is brought to you by Sophia Gray, the largest used underwear marketplace. I'm Lacey Bloom. And I'm Tracy Bust. And we about to get real hot in here. Ooh, <laughs> I need it. It's kind of cold in here right now, so I need the heat turned up. Oh, well, there's nothing to, uh, you know, spice up your life. Um Shout out to the Spice Girls, circa <laughs> <I know. laughs> 1996. Uh, they knew they knew what's up. Yeah, <laughs> nothing spices up your life quite like fireplay fetishes. I am so excited to learn more about this. I'm not gonna lie, because holy moly, <laughs> I know. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. I I feel like both of us would consider ourselves fairly liberal, well, liberal, but like fairly Mm -hmm. liberal in the bedroom, as in Mm -hmm. we're willing to kind of try just about anything. And Mm -hmm. this is one when talking about fire play, I feel like it's a fetish that's not commonly talked about. um, And obviously, we know that most fetishes and kinks are not commonly talked about. However, mm-hmm. when you talk about one like fireplay where there's like an actual element of like physical danger to it, mm-hmm. I think um, that's the reason we don't talk about it enough. And because right. of that, there are so many myths and misconceptions about what fireplay is and what it isn't. So mm-hmm. let's just go ahead right now and say to dispel any misconceptions people have. Contrary to popular belief, people who are turned on by fire don't go around burning their lovers with matches. <laughs> just wanna, I would hope not. <laughs> I just want to lay that out real quick. So, yeah, here's the thing. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've definitely talked about the word paraphilia on this podcast. And I think mm-hmm. whenever you think about the word philia in general, we know that it's a, a fascination for something, a desire for something. I actually recently mm-hmm. talked to somebody who was telling me about the origins for philia. And I found it really mm-hmm. interesting. It kind of goes back to... I want to say it was either ancient Greece or Mesopotamia, and it was a type of love spell or potion. Oh, my God. That's awesome. It was really interesting. I'll see if I can get the info from my friend who uh, does a history podcast and see if Mm -hmm. she's willing to pass that along because I found it fascinating and also a little misogynistic. But you know what? Well, as in everything. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so let's talk about pyrophilia versus pyromania, because I think okay. a lot of people 
are familiar with the term pyromania. We hear <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. we hear it thrown around, oh, he's a pyromaniac. Um, pyromania is an impulse control disorder. Um, in fact, more like an obsessive compulsion in which mm-hmm. people deliberately start fires in order to relieve tension or stress. So right. for people who struggle with pyromania, The act of setting fires is an obsession or compulsion, but it's not something that they have fetishized for sexual purposes. Mm -hmm. Pyrophilia, on the other hand, is a paraphilia. It's a desire uh, where starting a fire, watching flames, or talking about fire even, gives Mm -hmm. sexual arousal and pleasure. So um, obviously I can see where it's very easy to confuse the two I mean they both start with pyro they both end in yeah it's not yeah (laughs) it's not I mean yeah it's only like a a few a few letters difference but I do think that it's an important it's an important uh distinction for sure right right and I mean both groups you know both pyromaniacs and pyrophiliacs um they like to start fires think about fires or play with fires to, um, you know, find some kind of release. Like in essence, I I can see how similar they are, however. But again, it's for pyrophiliacs, most of the time that release is sexual in nature. That's the Mm -hmm. main, main difference. And the uh, the other difference is that um, between pyrophilia and pyromania is that pyromania is an impulse control disorder that is really a mental health concern. And we know that any sort of paraphilia, um, including pyrophilia, is more of a fascination with using fire in a sexual capacity. It is not associated with en- any mental health concerns. So, mm-hmm. okay, let's talk about fireplay because <laughs> there are a lot of different kinds of fireplay. So, um, first things first, I feel like we have to give some sort of disclaimer um, that neither of us are skilled in the acts of fireplace. So by no means is this a guide on how to safely participate in fireplay. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is simply a gathering of information from resources and research. We know how much we love research on this podcast. Yeah. Um, that would be my kink is research. I was gonna say, actually. what's yeah. the philia that's obsessed with um, you know, education? Well, bibliophilia, isn't that mm. but like sex Sex research, though. So what is that? I don't know. Sex bibliophilia? (laughs) Oh, man. If only those ancient Greeks were here and they can give us the right word for it. Damn the Greeks. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so as we talk about anything related to fireplay, just keep in mind, obviously, safety is key with fireplay. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, we're not speaking from personal experience when it comes to this particular fetish. So um, please, please do your own research as well. Um, And, you know, take what we say with um, a couple grains of salt. Yeah. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. fire play is a type of edge play that involves fire near or directly on a person's skin for sexual arousal or pleasure. Many people who enjoy fire play are also very interested in fire as a way to experiment with different temperatures, which we know as temperature play. Now that I do like, I do enjoy some temperature play. How about you? Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 very much. Yeah. Do you have any preferences when it comes to temperature play? Like, do you do you like extreme hots, extreme colds, like a combination of the two? I like extreme hot um, because I feel like it's like this endorphin thing for me. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think it's – I naturally run very – my body runs very warm. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) for me, I'm really interested more in like – like playing with ice cubes or like oh that's nice I guess yeah over the summer for sure (laughs) yeah I guess it depends on the season maybe that's what it is yeah that's true because we are coming out of winter and if it's if it's negative 10 degrees outside I I think the last thing I want on my clit is an ice cube no yeah I can understand (laughs) that yeah yeah so um I think the important thing to remember is that Obviously, the fetish is in part about fire itself. However, Mm -hmm. I think it's also about how fire makes the person feel. The sensation of the thrill um, as opposed to like the actual flames themselves. So, you know, obviously people have different fetishes for different reasons. So, for example, some people who are interested in fire play are interested in the danger pain and or thrill that comes with playing with fire and that's kind of similar to like those who like to be choked in bed like that's Mm -hmm. maybe not um maybe they don't really have a fascination with feeling breathless or suffocating but the thrill of breath play is what gives them the better orgasm so Mm -hmm. I think that makes sense and I think you can relate it to a, a lot of other fetishes when you think about it in that sense so Mm -hmm. I can see where if you are interested in other thrill-seeking fetishes that maybe this is like the one that you want to think about trying next um Mm -hmm. who knows maybe you haven't given it a go yet and you don't know so anyway yeah you might like it try new things yeah um let's talk about the different kinds of fire play so again be safe make sure you know you're being smart doing your research however Mm -hmm. Um, if you are interested in fireplay, I found this fascinating. You can actually take training sessions to learn how to incorporate fire into your sex life in a safe oh, that's way. That's awesome. That's a really good idea. That is, I love that. Isn't that a great idea? I was like, oh, yeah. I would take that even if I wasn't interested in incorporating fire into my sex life. I feel like I want to take one of these training classes just to see it be done like I I just would love yeah again research sexy bibliophilia (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um along with training sessions you can also buy the flames of passion which is a handbook of erotica of erotic fire play by David Walker um so this has been a book that's been raved about in online fireplay forums for being super educational and really helpful for beginners especially. So um, mm-hmm. another great resource to check out. Now, fire flogging. Let's talk about that because fire flogging is apparently a very common way to heat things up when you're already interested in impact play. So you like getting flogged? You like flogging someone? Now it's time to add some fire. (laughs) Cool. I'm very excited for this. (laughs) Yeah. So this is typically a flogger, which is um, made of uh, Kevlar rope. And this flogger will likely have knots at the end to to prevent the rope from coming unraveled. And um, according to people who have experienced it, the sting is a bit more intense 
than when a typical flogger, which is made of leather and, you know, obviously not on fire, (laughs) is being Mm -hmm. used. And the added sensation of like the heat feels great because it isn't constant. It's just like a little sting, like quick Mm. stinging bites to uh, Mm -hmm. to the skin. So, um, you know, again, safety tip for this. uh, It's highly recommended that you start on your back and avoid Mm -hmm. other areas until you have more experience. Great. Yeah, that's a smart idea. Makes perfect sense. All right. Here's another one. Fire fleshing. Ooh. Mm, Yeah. So fire fleshing is where you make designs on your flesh with a flammable substance, set it on fire, and then immediately put it out. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm into that. I mean, I want to be. Cool. (laughs) I can see where this would be kind of like the next step up from fire flogging, where it's like you have fire Mm -hmm. flogging that's like the quick impact and then you pull it away. And this would be like, okay, now you want like maybe a little more sustained heat um, mm-hmm. this would be that. And obviously, again, you, you wipe it away. Um, you immediately put it out. Some people, uh, use drumsticks, which are wrapped, wrapped in Kevlar. Some create oh, cool. pens with a Kevlar wick. Some use professional fleshing torches, which you can buy Ooh. online. Yes. I mean, yeah. Thank you, internet, right? What can't you mm-hmm. find? But um, you use one to wipe the fuel and a separate stick to ignite. And then you typically wipe away the flame with your hand. Um, Mm, And if all goes mm -hmm. well, it shouldn't feel really painful. It should feel warm and tingly. So cool. uh, We've talked about that before, too, on the podcast is just sort of the sensation of knowing, knowing the difference between pain, like a good pain, and then also like searing pain because you definitely Mm want to know your limits, which I feel like is why we talk about with anything kind of trying it out on a smaller scale first. Like maybe it's, maybe it's, um, you know, a little piece of, uh, you know, a small section of your arm or your leg, as opposed to going full throttle and diving into like some grand design. So Mm -hmm. I think the same rules apply with a lot of these. Um, because if you don't know what you're doing, things will be more dangerous. So um, with fire flushing, you want to extinguish the flame almost immediately after lighting it to avoid serious burns. Uh, Because the whole goal is for a hot blaze trail that lingers for a second and then is gone. And I feel like Mm -hmm. you'll still feel it after it's gone. Like you'll still Mm -hmm. feel the heat. So um, anyway, we've got a we've got a video on our Ooh. website to check out. So if you're interested in getting some safety tips from somebody who's a professional fire dancer, uh, we do have a link to that on Sophia Gray. Cool. All right. This was one that I was familiar with, but not in a sexual nature. So are you familiar with flash paper? No, I am not. I want to say, and maybe, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing but I'm thinking of flash paper in the way that like magicians use flash paper oh okay it's um flash paper or cotton it's sort of just like it ignites and then burns up really quickly uh so if that's what I'm thinking of uh this I was trying to picture how that would be used in a sexual way and apparently flash paper or flash cotton 
is a bit controversial even among seasoned fire fetishists because it's a lot more likely to cause burns and you can't trust it nearly as much as say fuel that you can easily Mm -hmm. wipe off or extinguish quickly so this probably isn't the one to start with uh, when exploring your fire fetish but the main reason for this is because once it's lit it's lit until it burns out Um, it's not like you just wipe it off and it's gone so um, using teeny tiny amounts of flash cotton is going to let the flame come and go super quickly. But if you aren't experienced and use it incorrectly, it could cause burns. So this is one Mm -hmm. that's like a little more tricky. I can definitely say this isn't one that I would personally want to experiment with unless I was playing with a seasoned partner when it came to, you know, flash paper, flash cotton. So Mm -hmm. maybe not. This one, however, (laughs) let me tell you, I'm very interested in this and this is fire drumming (laughs) so fire drumming is probably exactly what you're thinking it is a practice where fire wands or drumsticks are set on fire and drummed against parts of your body (laughs) cool that's so cool especially I feel like if you've got the right music to set it to like how (laughs) yeah how fun would that be oh my god that'd be amazing (laughs) yeah and this didn't surprise me either people who have experienced fire drumming have said that it's they've described it as intense and yet somehow relaxing sort of like a massage but with the thrill of little flicks of heat from the fire and I I mean when you think about all the things that you can incorporate into massage these days you know they have hot stone massages um I know that they do ones with like plants in some cultures where they like kind of thwack you with the Mm -hmm. with the plants so I'm like okay I I feel like I could get on board with like fire drumming against my skin how about you yeah, that sounds – I mean, I'm like – I'm kind of feeling cold right now. And so I'm like, yeah, this feels great. I would love that right now. <laughs> I think we just chose the perfect day to record about this one because you're feeling chilly. So – Yeah, this is – honestly, I'm not going to lie. This is warming me up so much. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. So mm-hmm. um, this last one I want to talk about is called Fire Cupping. And Mm -hmm. fire cupping is considered to be more therapeutic and calm than Mm -hmm. drumming or flushing. And this can be because cupping is a very common massage practice that's used. Yeah, I've been, I've gotten that before um, with fire. Yeah. Um, I feel like I only got it once and I want to try it again. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was just like. You know, when the first time you try something and you're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And so it happened, you know, you know, and so now that I like know what it feels like, I right. kind of want to do it again to like relax into it. Yeah, I, I agree. I know that I've heard this associated with like Chinese culture um, mm-hmm. and the idea that like fire cupping is thought to bring blad, bad, blad, bad <laughs> blood and toxins to the surface of the skin. And so it's, right. so it's a way of uh, detoxifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. And and so when it comes to cupping, 
there are three different methods. There's dry cupping, wet cupping, and hello, fire cupping. Yeah. So fire cupping, which is the one that I'll, you know, just kind of brief on. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Is considered to be one of the more sensual and stimulating forms of cupping. Um, mm-hmm. Well, duh, there's fire involved. Um, but uh, because the glass cups are used with an open flame, they conduct a decent amount of heat, which can leave the person with a nice sensual warmth when the cups are applied. So mm-hmm. what's interesting is like, you know, we've we've covered a few different a few different ways to experience fire play. And I hope everybody's noting that none of these are so I don't think any of these are as extreme as the average person would think about when they hear the term fire play or fire yeah you know totally totally yeah they all seem very doable so long as you're you know keeping things safe you're Mm -hmm. making sure that you know how to handle things in case something does go wrong but Mm -hmm. yeah I just wanted to point that out like I feel like these are all a lot a lot safer than I know I was thinking about when I first heard about fireplay. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. But anyway, why is it erotic to play with fire? I mean, we've talked about some of the we've talked about some of the psychological reasons that cause mental health conditions where fire is an obsession. That's again pyromania. Um, But let's focus on paraphilia, the erotic sense of fireplay. And I think a main component is the fact that it does have a dangerous element to it. You know, we talked Mm -hmm. about why people like the thrill of getting choked. I think um, there's something similar to to it with fireplay. And, And maybe it's maybe you feel like getting frisky with your lover under the table while you're out to dinner. or Perhaps you want to be tied up. Uh, Sometimes we're just drawn to things that are a little more dangerous and risky and dare I say taboo um, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that they're dangerous and risky. Like that's what draws us to them. Like we can tell ourselves, oh, this is dangerous, but I don't know. There's something erotic about that as well. Like it's the whole idea of when you're growing up and you you find yourself attracted to the bad boy just because mm-hmm. he's the bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think another reason people find fire play erotic is it's a type of sensation play. Um, we, you know, we, we've talked about other types of sensation play, temperature play. So I think it's just another the more senses that you can incorporate into the sex you're having, I think becomes very erotic and stimulating. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's super hot. Literally, I get it. Um, I think it can also be a subconscious thing. So uh, your sex is on fire. That's super (laughs) popular. Who is that? Kings of Leon? Yes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an guys, it's an okay song, <laughs> in my opinion. You can like it. <laughs> but I mean, just think about think about how many songs are out there that have lyrics associated with hot. Well, yeah, like burning and like yeah. and there's the line from uh, whatchamacallit Bridgerton's so where he's oh, like, I, I burn, burn for you. you. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Like I do like I do like the 
using vo- fire-based vocabulary. It's you true. know, that's fun. We associate like so many sexy uh, terms with like the whole idea of like being hot, being sexy. And I think mm-hmm. because of it, we've we talk about adding something into the bedroom. We talk about spicing things up. We talk about making things hotter, heating it up mm-hmm. in the bedroom. So I think um, there is a part of it that is potentially subconscious where our language is just so drenched in fire mm-hmm. focused slangs and sayings like maybe there's just some some it's rubbed off on us you know yeah yeah <laughs> um Wink. now I will say I think the reason that I find myself attracted to the idea of fire play is that I think the fire itself is just mesmerizing. Like Mm, it's mm -hmm. amazing how something so that could be so deadly is also just so incredible to watch. Like how many times have you found yourself sitting in front of a fireplace or a campfire and just yeah look staring at it yeah (laughs) or um I I also along the lines of watching a fire I really enjoy watching people play with fire like if you've ever Mm -hmm. been to a show with fire performers yeah I love that too it's great it's so incredible like it's so mesmerizing like I just can't look away and uh, I think because it's so entertaining you know there's kind of like this idea of like oh I maybe I could do this too like yeah you know um and you know beyond that I think with most with most kinks and fetishes it's an opportunity to be a bonding experience. Um, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if when you think of fire play, you're, you think of something romantic and intimate. Like, I again, hot, sexy, heating up the sheets. Like, I, I, fire play is not like the, the lovemaking scene that I picture. It's more of the intense, mm-hmm. thrilling, edgy, you know, exciting fuck um, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. A fire fuck. But, a fire fuck. Um, mm-hmm. but some people who are into fire play are specifically interested in the bond and connection they feel with their partner while engaging in a fetish where there is a very, very high level of trust involved in the other person. You really do need to trust each other and feel safe with one another to experience a fetish like this. And now, obviously, I hope the same level of trust and safety is applied to any sexual encounter with any, whether it's vanilla sex or very, very kinky sex. Like it's, you should always feel safe. You should always be trusting of your partner. But I think we do have to, you know, acknowledge the fact that when you're bringing fire into the bedroom, especially the trust has to be like off the walls. Mm hmm. So if you do want to get started with fire play, you know, just a few things to keep in mind. Um, I feel like a lot of these are just general things that hopefully you keep in mind in general, <laughs> starting yeah. with keep it legal. Sure. Uh, that's like, Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, always consent. Um, there's got to mm-hmm. be. The, again. Yeah, again. Given. This should be a given for sure. Um, now, I think when we talk about consent as it applies to any sort of kinks and fetishes, that just means make sure that 
you are talking about your fantasies yeah. and your mm-hmm. your interests with your partner. And together, you come up with a safety plan, a backup safety plan, um, and and make sure that you're both interested in giving this a go. You don't want to be feel like you're forcing your partner into anything that they're not ready to try because it's not going to be enjoyable for either of you in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, safety. There are so many safety tips I've got when it comes to fire play. I'll just give you a few because, again, a lot of these should be firsthand knowledge, starting with having a fire extinguisher on hand and within reach. Um, also, please make sure that your fire extinguisher it works. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think so many people have the fire extinguisher that's been in their kitchen for 20 years that they've never had a need for, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Learn how to use it, <laughs> but I guess. Yeah. Make sure that you have one and you know how to use it and yes. it does, in fact, work. <laughs> yes. It's a very good idea. Of course, do your research. Do so much research before you attempt any kind of fire play. Um, you'll also want to have on hand uh, – I feel like a first aid kit of sorts, uh, especially with some kind of topical burn lotion. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. this is all just in case. This is your backup plan. We talked about making that backup plan with your partner. This is part of the backup plan. Yeah. And I feel like if any, if you needed a backup plan for anything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, if you're thinking, oh, like a burn, I've been burned before. It's not a big deal. I don't know if people know this, but the term third degree burn, it only takes three seconds for a third degree burn to happen. So I don't like that. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, this is, um, you know, when talking about fleshing, where you create a trail of fuel, light it and then immediately extinguish it. This this isn't an edge play where you see how long they can hold out for. Like, I think when we think of edge play, it's it's a constant battle of you know, build up, push back, build up, push back. Like Mm -hmm. this is fire play is about flashes of heat or flickering flames. It is not about continuously lighting, you know, your flesh on fire because you will burn in that sense. So, um, you know, again, just make sure that you not only know about the act that you're getting involved in, but you are prepared for any sort of safety contingency. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's again, there's a lot more tips I could uh, I could give, um, but I think this this is well within um, you know the research that you and your partner or partners should be doing before getting involved in fire play. Um, although I will. I will leave you with this, and that is to make sure that you don't have any sort of hairspray, lotion, Mm -hmm. perfume, anything of that within reach. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. the last thing we need is for there to be anything remotely flammable uh, within within the area. So um, we have a wonderful guide on SophiaGray.com with some resources for you to check out, as well as firsthand experiences from couples who have experienced fire play and have oh, their that's own good idea. tips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Yeah. And then Altfet uh, has a great post where someone details what it was like to experience first play for the first time. Kinkley has a great informational post on fire cupping. So again, mm. do, do, please do your research um, mm-hmm. and uh, talk, talk to some people, take a class. Like we said, again, we've got yeah, the that links. That seems like a, 
Yeah, a great idea. Yeah, and yeah. that's something that I think I'd like to experience. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, who knows? Maybe Tracy or and I will uh, will we join you on your next fireplay course. Yeah, I'm going to take a class. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, to wrap things up, when it comes to any form of BDSM play, it can be really tempting to just jump in and start doing it. I mean, especially the more excited about it that you are. However, Mm -hmm. as exhilarating and fun and exciting and scary as fire play can be, um, you, it, it's going to pay off a lot better if you are more familiar and experienced with the tools and techniques that you're using, because I think the more practice you get in there, it'll, it'll start to feel even more fun and erotic. So, uh, do your homework. Do your homework. Yeah. School is sexy. Almost as sexy as fire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you're looking to buy or sell used panties, Sophia Gray has got you covered. If you want to earn some extra cash, you can set up your own shop in minutes and start selling your own used underwear. And they take no commission. You'll keep 100% of every single sale that you make. If you've got a kink for used panties and you're looking to buy your next pair, look no further. The whole process is completely anonymous. Sophia Gray will never share, store, or archive your personal information. The name Sophia Gray won't even appear on your bank receipt. So head on over to SophiaGray.com to start selling or buying used panties now. If you're a fan of the podcast, we hope you'll subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming platform. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. And while you're at it, feel free to share your feedback or questions by sending an email to podcast at sophiagray.com. Until next time, I'm Tracy Buzz. And I'm Lacey Bloom. And we're here to say, let them be kinky. There is no kink shaming here.